0: Hello and welcome to Feminine Fire, a podcast where spirituality meets soulful business strategy. I'm your host, spiritual life and business coach, Beth Cazillo, here to help you ignite your inner fire and step into the highest vision for your life and business. Join me as we explore what it takes to get out of your own way, uplevel your worth, master your mindset, and build the spiritual business of your dreams. If you're a spiritual woman ready to create a life and business that truly sets your soul on fire, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. This is Feminine Fire. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Feminine Fire with Beth Cazillo. I hope you are so, so well. I am so excited to be sharing this episode with you today. As you know, I am all about blending soulful business strategy with feminine spirituality. And when I say feminine spirituality, that looks like flow and alignment, being led by our intuition and building a business that feels really good. And when it comes to being in flow spiritually and energetically, what's going on in the cosmos has an impact on that energetic flow, whether it's the full moon or planets in retrograde or major astrological transits, these astrological movements all have an impact on us. They impact our energy, they impact what's coming up for us as individuals and collectively. So in today's episode, I have an incredible guest who takes us through the major astrological transits to be aware of in 2023 as business owners. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Sophia Sophia is an astrologer, copywriter, podcast host, and intuitive business strategist who guides online entrepreneurs back to their soul gifts and innate communication style. She combines her 15 plus years experience as a marketing expert for big brands and entrepreneurs with a secret weapon. She taps into the ancient wisdom of astrology to elevate brand messaging, unlock business flow, and ultimately allow you to attract and multiply your dreamiest clients. Perpetually curious about the big questions, Sophia started exploring astrology at a young age, but her Capricornian skepticism got in the way. It wasn't until her life and business imploded in 2019 that she was drawn back in and forever changed by what she discovered about herself through astrology. So, in this episode today, Sophia takes us into that story a little bit and shares how astrology can help you understand yourself and your soul more deeply, which then flows on into how you build and run your business. She takes us through the planets and how to work with the planetary energy to plan out and flow through your week. And finally, she shares the major astrological transits to be aware of in 2023 and how to harness these energies. In your business. It is such a fun episode, so powerful, and definitely one to listen to as you're planning out the rest of your year. So let's dive in. Hello, Sophia, and welcome to the Feminine Fire Podcast. It's so great to have you here. Thank you for having
1: me. This is very exciting. I'm super keen to chat all things astrology and
0: spiritual business lights me up. Love it. I'm really, really keen to talk to you about some of those major astrological transits to be aware of as business owners in 2023. But before we dive into that specifically, I'd really love to just start more generally talking about the ways that astrology can help us as business owners. So that's my first question. How can astrology help us in business? Okay. Well, I need to tell a bit of my story to explain how I
1: feel astrology helps in business. So I have a very traditional marketing background. I started as a journalist then went into PR and ended up having my own business as a copywriter and a marketing consultant. And I've done that for a number of years. And I was doing that up until 2019 when things in my life got turned upside down, a little bit unexpectedly or a lot unexpectedly. So basically my husband at the time announced that he wanted a divorce, he wanted to separate and it was like, wait, what? What just happened? Like it was not something that I was anticipating at all. So through that process of separation and divorce, I realized that I had lost myself a lot in the marriage and in life and having babies, all the things. And a friend of mine said, I've got this psychic astrologer. Why don't you go and have a chat to her? Maybe she'll give you some direction. Obviously, I was a little lost at the time and I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. And I had this really grainy Skype call with this lovely shamanic astrologer, beautiful woman, told me all these things about myself that I had known, but never really acknowledged or worked with before. And it was just that moment of being seen for the first time, like properly seen. I'm a person who's into all things spiritual, woo-woo, give me the energy healing, give me all the things, right? And this was like just that moment of like, oh, this is it. And then I saw another astrologer, I started to research a bit more and do my own study. And I thought to myself, as a copywriter, as a writer for other people, being able to tap into this stuff for somebody is so, so powerful because you just get this whole deeper understanding of yourself and for me, such a deeper understanding of my clients. And I thought if I could do this in my own business, how much stronger would that copy be? How much better would that copy be at connecting and converting people? So I started to bring it into my work and that's what's kind of evolved over the past couple of years. And now it's the main focus of my work. I still obviously talk about business and marketing because it's a passion of mine, but I combine that with the astrology because I think understanding yourself and having that self-awareness makes you so much more powerful in business. It makes you so much clearer. It makes your messaging stronger. It makes your profitability better. Like It can't help but expand you once you really get to know yourself and your strengths, your gifts, your specific gifts, and how you can then amplify
0: that in your business. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And thank you for sharing your story too. And what I was reminded of as you were talking, especially towards the end there, is so much of business is a mindset game and so much of a business journey is a personal development journey. Like it often parallels to All of these things that I'm doing in business for maybe the first time, wow, this is bringing up a lot of stuff that is going on in here that I need to address to then help me become a better business owner. And this is adding that extra layer of really, truly understanding who you are. And that being seen of like, oh, this is why (laughs) I get it now. And almost being then able to accept those gifts as part of who you are, because sometimes we need almost like a permission or something to be able to really own some of those things about ourselves. Yes, definitely. That's a big thing that I find with most of my clients is that
1: they need that permission or that affirmation like, oh, yes, I am on the right track. This is what I'm supposed to be doing or... This was the message that was coming through, but I wasn't really sure if I should follow that. And now I feel like I can. It all makes sense to me now. And the way that I look at it is like a personality test on steroids. You get so much more out of your astrology chart than you can get from any personality test that I've tried. And I've tried a lot. You know, and I appreciate things like human design. I love that as well. And that adds a whole other extra dimension to it. But astrology just allows you to get to know yourself, but also then get to know how your energy is going to interact with what's going on out there in the cosmos, because we are all energetic beings, right? And we respond, we all respond naturally to the cycles of the moon. Like we know that innately, like it's not foreign to us to think that makes sense. Like we have known for hundreds, if not thousands of years, that following the cycles of the moon makes total sense. So why would it not make total sense to follow what the other planets are doing and observe our energy as those planets are moving, changing and interacting with our own natal energy as well?
0: Yes, I love that so much. And you're so right. It's something that we all just accept. And there's even data to show, right, that on a full moon presentations at hospitals increase. And I know many teachers, my husband's a teacher, he'll be like, oh, it's the full moon. I can tell the kids go a bit wild. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's it. And you absolutely notice your energy shifts as we come up to a full moon or, you know, maybe you're feeling a little more quiet and reserved when it's the new moon. But I have to say that that also is really impacted by what your natal moon phase is. So if you were born at a full moon, for instance, when the full moon comes around, you actually feel really energized and really comfortable with that energy. Whereas someone born at a new moon can feel really destabilized at a full moon.
0: Well, there's so many layers to this, right? Something I'd like to ask you about before we dive into kind of the transits that are coming up how you work with the planets and what's going on in the cosmos during the week. Because I've seen you talk about this, that there's different planets that rule different days of the week. Can you share a bit more about that with us?
1: Yeah, I love this stuff. So there's two main ways that I work with astrology and that is the actual movement of the planets and also the symbolic movement of the planets or the symbolic energy of the planets. And that's because I really have. A love and a fascination with traditional or ancient astrology. And there is this idea that each day of the week is ruled by a planet. And even in other languages, we know that the days of the week are named after the planets. I mean, my partner is Spanish. Like the days of the week are literally named after the planets. It's just in English, we lose that connection a little bit. So on Monday, it's the moon's day. So you honour the moon on Monday, you work with the moon. But also, you might notice that. The moon is changeable, very changeable, and it's related to our emotions. So we can fluctuate a lot more on a Monday. We can feel really moody on a Monday. And there's a reason for that, I think, if you relate that back to that symbolic energy of the planets. So me personally, I never structure my Mondays. I always leave them very fluid and I try not to take calls on Mondays, especially not any important businessy calls, like obviously organizing life stuff and content is really a great way to use Monday because if you're in in the mood to write or to record or to do whatever, it can be really a great day to do that. Tuesday is ruled by Mars. So that is a great day to just get stuff done because Mars is our planet of action. Wednesday, I love to do Mercury related activities. It's ruled by Mercury. So it's more communication trade. It's a real business focused day. So often, you know, if I'm presenting a workshop, I'll aim for it to be on a Wednesday. I record my podcast on a Wednesday and then Thursday is ruled by Jupiter. So anything you want to do that feels expansive, do it on a Thursday, schedule it for a Thursday. It's particularly great if you are trying to get stuff done, like for a bigger project, because time just kind of expands because it has that expansive Jupiter energy to it. And I think we often find, I know anecdotally, a lot of people I've spoken to, you know, Thursday is a doing day. Like you just can get so much more done for some reason. And we think, well, maybe it's because the end of the week is coming. So we're trying to catch up. But I like to relate that back to Jupiter, just giving that extra little bit of a boost to the day. And then Friday is ruled by Venus. So, It's the day to do things that give you pleasure, even if you're working, like really think about, okay, how do I want to structure my Friday so I can enjoy myself more? What's an enjoyable business activity or do I want to be somewhere that's really beautiful? Do I want to have a long lunch? Like what is a way that I can infuse that energy of Venus into my day and things will just flow that little bit more
0: beautifully. Oh, I love being able to plan our days, like aligned with the energies. I'm currently in a season where that's not as possible with little humans in my life. But one day the dream is to be back in that space where, you know, you can be a bit more planned. So I know lots of listeners will find that really, really supportive for them. Okay, let's dive into these major astrological transits. What's coming up for us? What do we need to be aware of? Okay, so for the past couple of years, we have
1: been experiencing this kind of quite heavy Saturn in Aquarius energy. So, if you or your listeners know much about Saturn, Saturn is the planet of limitation. It traditionally was the last planet we could see, like it's the last planet we could see with the naked eye. So, the ancients thought that was the limit of the planets. So, it has this reputation as being. The boundary planet. So when Saturn is in its home signs, traditional astrology wise, Aquarius is one of its home signs. In modern astrology, it's ruled by Uranus. So it's a slightly different energy, but it has extra power when it's in one of its home signs. So when it's been in Capricorn, which is its home sign, and Aquarius, another home sign, for a very long time. Right? We know this. We felt this restriction, particularly since 2020, but we hadn't really felt that. Like, oh, are we going to feel this heaviness lift a little bit? And so that's part of what I'm really excited about in 2023. In March, Saturn is going to be moving out of Aquarius and into Pisces. Now, Pisces is the sign of no boundaries, it is a very fluid sign. It's compassionate, it's watery. Like it's not that structure that we have when Saturn is in one of its home signs of Capricorn or Aquarius. So, even though we know of Aquarius as being quite a quirky sign and quite a humanitarian and a little bit unusual, a little bit unorthodox, when Saturn was there, we found that it was in a very tricky position as well because it was squaring off, facing off with. Uranus, the planet of change. So that push pull that we had, especially in 2021 around that lockdown, not lockdown. Are we in agreement with the government? Are we not in agreement with the government? Do we follow the rules or do we break them? Like there was that kind of really strong vibe. So that is the kind of struggle challenge that we're moving out of, which is nice. Especially if you have a Saturn rule chart, like I know you do, Beck there is going to be a little bit of relief coming. So Capricorn rising, Aquarius rising people, but also all of the fixed signs. So if you have your rising sign, which is the sign that was rising over the horizon at the time you were born, it's very specific to the time and place you were born. If you have a fixed rising sign, so Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, or Scorpio, that energy has been very heavy. For those signs in particular. So all of those fixed signs, people are going to be breathing a little sigh of relief or a big one as we feel that Saturn move on into Pisces.
0: And for everyone listening, I'm an Aquarius rising, which is why we're laughing about this.
1: Yes, I'm a Taurus rising. So it's been pretty intense over here as well because I've had Uranus hanging out in my first house which is also a very disruptive energy for particularly a fixed Earth sign that's used to plodding along, doing the things, and all of a sudden, boom, everything gets imploded, which is
0: basically what happened. So some easing of that is coming, which is great.
1: A little bit of easing. I mean, Uranus, which is the planet of change, is not moving out of Taurus yet. We've still got a couple more years of that, but we've all kind of adjusted and it's much more dramatic when it is in square with a planet like Saturn. Because it's activated all the time and it's forcing us to choose all the time. We're building structures and they're getting broken down all the time. So that's kind of that vibe of that Saturn Uranus square is like, okay, Saturn is all about building things. Like it's not just about restriction and limitation. It's also about structure and creating structure and creating boundaries, which are very important. Like we need structure and boundaries, especially in business. But if every time we're creating something, it's getting broken down, that can be really frustrating. So that's part of why it's good to be moving out of this energy for a number of people. Another significant transit that's happening in 2023, there's a lot of change basically on its way, particularly from March. March is a very astrologically intense month. So February now at the time of recording, this is quite a nice astro month. It's like the calm before the storm, I suppose. It's not that March is expected to be a terrible month or anything like that. It's more that there's a lot of activity happening. So there's a lot of change. Saturn is moving on. We're also going to see Mars move out of Gemini. So Mars, the planet of action, the planet of entrepreneurship, of passion, of drive, all of that stuff has been hanging out in Gemini for about six months. It'll be seven months, I think, when it finally departs. But that's been an interesting transit because whenever Mars goes retrograde, as it has done in Gemini, we have to really recalibrate what we're doing. And it can be a very slowing down time because that planet of action is literally going backwards. According to us from Earth, that's how we see it. But there's that feeling of slowdown, of reflection, of redoing things we've done before, of relearning lessons we've had before, of feeling a little more scattered as well. Like we can't quite move things or progress things in the way that we would like to. It's particularly powerful in your Gemini house. So wherever Gemini is in your chart, it would have been affecting that. But also if you have a lot of Mars energy in your chart, if you have a Mars rule chart, It can be a very draining energy as well when that retrograde is happening. We've moved out of retrograde, but we're still in that kind of shadow period. So we're still going over stuff we've done before. We're not out of that until March. So that's another thing that's shifting in March. And I think even though we've got a little more momentum since the retrograde ended, so it ended in mid-January, there are things that need to be resolved In this kind of shadow time, particularly in our businesses, because Mars is our, you know, it's not our business planet per se, but it is our drive and our energy planet. So it has a lot to do with how we operate in business. Towards the end of February, we should start to see that kind of real momentum again. And it's also benefited by the fact that all of the planets are now moving forwards. We have experienced like quite a few retrogrades at once. And now, particularly with Jupiter moving forward, Jupiter being our planet of expansion, of abundance, of blessings, or benefits, it's now moving forward in Aries. So it's giving us that boost, that enthusiasm, that very Aries vibe. Let's get stuff done. Let's move things forward. And that's a really juicy energy in business as well. So the combined thing of Mars moving forward again, moving out of retrograde and moving forward, and this Jupiter and Aries also moving forward, I think means that we're gonna feel a lot more momentum into 2023. And then once we get a little bit further in, so around about May, we're gonna feel Jupiter move on into Taurus. That's not a bad thing at all, but as you know, being in Aries, Aries energy is very Pioneering. It's a very forward moving. It's very fiery. It's like ignition. It's all of those kind of like getting started words. It's the first sign of the zodiac. It is the ignition point. And when it moves into Taurus, there's a real shift in energy. And I think that's going to be actually really lovely because we'll get this momentum now and then we'll shift into this building phase. Taurus energy is very much a grounded and a building energy. It's also like a consolidation and a bit of healing and a bit of accumulation type energy. So we're not burning energy as much. We're more conserving, preserving, building, growing, that kind of thing, which is really nice. And then Jupiter will stay there for a whole year before it moves on. So there is a fair bit of action happening, but I would say that's why like the start of the year has been a little slower to kick off because we've had this retrograde energy. We also had a Mercury retrograde and now we're really like, okay, let's go. Let's start moving. Let's get things going. Things will start to be more active from March. And then the one thing to be aware of, particularly in business, is we are going to experience a Venus retrograde in the middle of the year. So that will happen from July to September. Venus retrogrades are about 40 days long. But there is quite a long shadow period as well. And Venus in business is really important because it is our values. It's often our aesthetics, like what we like to look at, our branding, that kind of thing. And it is what we love and what we admire and what feels good to us. All of that stuff is tied up with Venus. So it is very important especially if we're building businesses that are more heart-centered, Venus energy is really powerful, but Venus itself also represents money. So when Venus goes retrograde, it means that all of those things, all of our values, the way that we do business from that perspective, even the things that we like in terms of our branding or our aesthetic come up for review, but also our relationships in business, but our relationships in life generally, because Venus also represents how we connect with others. So all of that stuff comes up for review. And one of the big things that I always say to my clients or I say to people who do my workshops is really try really hard not to rebrand during a Venus retrograde, please. Because everything changes, everything, your whole perspective changes when Venus is retrograde. Your whole way of looking at things can change. So it's not a good time to buy art. It's a little bit more of a tricky time to be making changes in your home. Things that you think are beautiful may alter. It doesn't mean you can't do anything at all. It means that you just need to be a little more cautious around what changes you're making and a little more aware of, am I like cutting all my hair off because I really want to? Or is it like, I just feel like I need to change it right now. Like, what's the motivation behind this drastic change? It's not to say if you have a branding project planned for that time, go for it, but just be a little bit more aware and cautious and check in with yourself at a number of points. Don't just kind of go with it without taking that time to consider is this really in alignment with who I am? Or am I just doing this because this feels right in the
0: moment? Yeah, that's great advice. I just imagine like people doing these huge rebrands and then getting to the end of that period and being like, what did I do? Or just even like buying a really expensive piece of art. And then at the end of that, just being like, why did I buy that?
1: (laughs) I'm just not really sure. And it's not necessarily going to be like this dramatic, oh, that feels completely wrong, but you will probably be afterwards like, oh no, it's just not quite right. And particularly because it's a retrograde in Leo, which is one of our most expressive signs, I think that might be heightened just a little bit more. Like you might feel like, oh, I want to like do some gold accents or like I want to do something, you know, really bold and really out there that you wouldn't normally do. And then afterwards you're like, oh, not so sure.
0: Amazing. So they're the major ones that are coming this year.
1: Those are the major things that I would say, especially first half of the year. The other major change will be the nodes of the moon shifting signs. So we have experienced the nodes on the Taurus-Scorpio axis for the past almost 18 months, and that's really brought up. Like the nodes are not actual planets. They're points, mathematical points in the sky based on the moon's orbit. So they are really important in astrology. We do focus a lot on them, and they do represent a lot of like the changes that will happen in society as well, and they can really affect you. Like the, for instance, having a, a south node transit, when the south node passes over one of your major personal planets or one of your major luminaries, like the sun or the moon, you can really feel a reduction in energy because the south node is associated with that draining out, whereas the north node is associated with the filling up or the drive to where you're going next. There's a few different interpretations of the nodes, but generally... The North Node is where we're headed. It's what we want more of. It's like it's an insatiable hunger almost, like it's the head of the dragon always going after the next thing. So wherever that is, we're going to feel like we want more, but wherever the tail of the dragon is, which is the South Node, we're going to be letting go, right? That can be a very spiritual experience too. That can be a really positive thing, especially if you're letting go of emotional baggage or of psychological drama or trauma or anything like that, that can be a really great thing. But when it passes over like one of your energy providing planets, then you can feel a little more drained of energy. You can feel a little more subdued, that sort of thing. So that's something to be aware of. But in mundane astrology or in that global astrology, when the nodes shift signs, we see a big shift in focus on what's important to the society. So while we've been in the Taurus-Scorpio axis, we've seen this huge hunger and focus on Taurian things, which is material things, property, property prices, currency, money, all things to do with those material things, right? So we've seen this real drive towards what's happening with money, what's happening with property, what's happening with food. On the other hand, we're seeing this emergence of secrets, of this Scorpio side, like things are coming up to be cleared, you know, on the Scorpio side. And that can be a very healing energy. It's very much about bringing up from the shadows, unearthing things, but that's kind of the energy that's been playing out. And what we're going to see at the second half of the year is those nodes are switching signs slightly. So the nodes go backwards. So they're going to be going from... The North Node in Taurus, the South Node in Scorpio, to the North Node in Aries, and the South Node in Libra. The focus is going to be much more on those Aries topics. So there's going to be potentially a real drive towards business. There's going to be a real drive towards individualism, potentially. And it can be like an activator, but an activist as well. Like there can be that sense of like, what's happening? How can we do more? That can go either way, though. That can be a really positive energy, but it can also be a aggressive energy. So that's something to be aware of in terms of like global events, like are we taking action before considering the consequences? And the same when the South Node is in Libra, Libra being the sign of diplomacy, the sign of harmony, that draining anyway, is not necessarily a good thing, right? But that doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to play out, that there's obviously something there in the Libra part of our charts, in the Libra part of the society that needs to be transmuted in some way. It's a clearing, but it's also a spiritualizing energy.
0: Amazing. Is there anything in there for us as individual business owners to how we relate to those energies? Is there anything in there for us to be aware of?
1: Yeah, I think we're all impacted by these transits. And you really want to look at your own chart and see, okay, you know, how is this Taurus-Scorpio axis playing out for me? Like where is the North and South node for me at the moment? What has it been changing? Because then you can see how you've been affected in the past. And it is an 18 year cycle. So they'll be back in the same place every 18 years. So if you can look back 18 years, you can consider, okay, what happened for me the last time or what happened in the world the last time these nodes were here. But particularly for you, it's a great idea to be able to look back on the patterns from the past. That's something that's really powerful about astrology. You can see when was the last time I experienced this transit and what was that like for me? But even just noticing, okay, what's been happening Yeah, in that, that Taurus Scorpio part of my chart? What have I been leaning towards? Where is that North Node hanging out? What am I insatiable for? What have I been hungry for? What have I been transmuting? What have I been changing? What have I been releasing in this other Scorpio part of my chart? And then look at, okay, what's in Aries? What do I need to know? What might be affected by this change? And that goes for all of the planetary changes like Jupiter and Aries. Okay. Jupiter is going to bring that expansiveness, that abundance to wherever we have Aries in our chart, whatever house we have Aries, whatever planets we have in Aries, it's going to impact on that. And the important thing about Jupiter is it's an opportunity planet. It's not like oh, yay, Jupiter's coming. I'm going to win the lotto. Like, no, you might. It's bringing you the opportunity to grow and expand. And you can use that in whatever way works for you. Like I would say to my clients, okay, Jupiter's going to make a really nice aspect to your business planet or your money planet or whatever it is. How can you use that? Like, can you launch like right then? (laughs) That would be a nice sign. Like, or what's going on there? Like, what can you sell? What can you talk about? Like, what's shifting for you? Is it coming to a part of your chart that's allowing you to be more visible? Is it coming to a part of your chart that's really wanting you to communicate more? Like to get out there, maybe you want to start a podcast. Maybe you want to write a book. Then Jupiter is there. It brings that opportunity. It connects you with the right people. It allows that juiciness to come through. But you actually have to take action on it. It's not just going to fall in your lap, like it comes along, gives you an opportunity. And Saturn, you know, moving is another opportunity planet. I mean, in a different way, Saturn is coming along to help you restructure that part of your life. So wherever it's moving into, what are you restructuring about in Pisces, when it moves into Pisces, where is Pisces in your chart? What can you look at here to make some changes for the long term? Because that's what Saturn wants. It wants to help set you up for the future. So you've got to look at it in those kind of more useful ways, I guess. That's how I like to see it anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I love that. And I think that's a really, really beautiful place to come to in this conversation because it's almost like, well, these transits are happening and then this is how you then interpret them for yourself. And also use these different things as perhaps a way to plan in your business or as a way to... Harness those energies. And the one word that kept coming up for me when you were kind of saying, it doesn't mean you're going to win the lottery. It just means that it brings these opportunities. Like, isn't that the way of all of these things that are happening energetically? You know, we have free will as humans to choose yes or no. And when we choose that resistance, often we'll come up against some stuff if we're not flowing with the energy. It's being aware of it to then use that energy to your advantage as opposed to trying to resist. I always think of mercury retrograde when this happens, right? Mercury retrograde gets a bad rap for many reasons and we love to blame it, but actually it's almost like, how can we be aware of this and then go, okay, well, what does that mean? How can I use this in a way that's actually going to benefit me, which is what you're talking about there.
1: Absolutely. And Mercury is another opportunity planet. It's all an opportunity, right? To look at these different facets of ourselves. So Mercury retrograde brings us that opportunity to reflect and it will bring up wherever you have a missing link, especially in your sales process or your communication process. Mercury retrograde will uncover that for you so that you can fix it. So You could still run a launch quite successfully in a Mercury retrograde, but be aware that these things are going to come up. Those links are going to be broken or whatever that hasn't been checked. That's when you're going to find that problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we might wrap that conversation up there. Is there anything that you would share with the listeners before we finish up? Obviously, I have a huge love for astrology
1: and I have a huge passion about bringing it to our businesses, but like any kind of spiritual practice or, I mean, I see astrology as more of a language, but I think we can definitely work with it in those spiritual ways. We can create rituals around it. We can honor the planets. I really get to know them because knowing the planets gives you insight into yourself. You can identify with these different parts of you by understanding how the planets work and what the planets represent and what they bring to your life and it's just like working with the moon it's like more like okay saturn especially if you have a slightly difficult saturn in your chart or you're going through a major saturn transit which can feel a little heavy how can you work with that how can you honor that planet how can you uncover the opportunities there like that's the real beauty of working with the astrology as you said before like being able to flow rather than push up against it. Oh, why is this happening? But alternatively, working with it, going with it, like understanding those energetic cycles, that's what's going to make you feel so much better
0: in business, but also in life. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. How can people find out more and work with you? My
1: website is SophiaPalace.com. Or I'm on Instagram at Sophia Palace. I also have a workshop at the moment for working with the energies of 2023. It's called Your Cosmic Business Plan. That's available on my website or you can find it on Instagram as well. And yeah, that's how it works. I guess if you want to book a a session with me as well, I do run, you know, 90-minute cosmic business breakthrough sessions. So come and have a chat about all things cosmic business
0: We'll have all of those links in the show notes as well. So people can find you easily. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Thank you.